Brady Cannon along with James Salinas here. I am live at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, James Salinas, in beautiful Denver, Colorado, as we set the table on a Sunday full of betting opportunities. James, good morning to you. And we've got Stanley Cup playoff hockey upon us, just about to drop the puck. In Pittsburgh are the Penguins and the Islanders for Game 1 of their Best of 7 series. And the Penguins are the favorite here. It's come down a little bit just in the last half, uh, last half hour or so, down to minus 130 now on the money line. And, of course, a playoff total reflective there of five is your number for the total. And this is also shaded a little bit to the over. Number out here in Colorado, Brady, is still Penguins favored dollar forty. Get mm. back for the Islanders plus one fifteen. Sitting at five at the total, juiced way high to the over at a dollar forty. I haven't gotten involved in this game. I probably won't get involved. I was leaning towards wanting to get involved with the Islanders here at the plus money price, but you know, you think about a couple of years ago when these two teams met in twenty nineteen in the first round and and complete domination by the Islanders in that series they swept Pittsburgh and that when winning that first game in overtime and then subsequently from there just dominating the last three games of that series holding the Penguins to just six goals in those in that four game sweep very tremendous played very well so far this season at home did New York but on the road not so much and then in the series on the road at Pittsburgh 0 and 4 and really just dominated by Pittsburgh in this series in Pittsburgh out being outscored 15 to 7 in that matchup so I wasn't really sure where to go with this and feeling like all right for the pens we know there's such a pedigree there of, of championship caliber players players like Crosby and Malkin and Latang they're they're getting older and I'm I'm feeling like there's probably I would assume Brady there's got to be this sense of urgency for them, knowing that these guys are getting up there in age. This is their one of their potentially last runs to make a shot at the cup again. I just didn't want to get in front of this Penguins team, even though I like Trotz's, how, how they play and what they've done in the past history playing in the playoffs against the Pens here, but I didn't get involved. Yeah, I am not either, but I understand the move. 140 minus 140 on Pittsburgh seems a little expensive. I see this being more closer to a pick'em game. Maybe minus 125, minus 130 seems about right, and uh, didn't make a play on the total either. The Minnesota Wild are right down the street at T-Mobile Arena to face off with the Vegas Golden Knights. This is also game one of their best of seven set. This is a 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern start, and Vegas was 3-4-1 and against Minnesota in the regular season. That was their worst record against any opponent this year. The Knights are favored on home ice, however, minus 160 with a total of five and a half. Same number out here. It is 160, same total. Juiced a little bit to the under at 15 cents at five and a half dollar fifteen. Here, I, I, I'm looking, I'm, I feel like what I'm going to do with these playoffs is because it's different this year, these teams have played, whether it's different divisions of how they restructured uh, the NHL season due to COVID, these teams played each other an awful lot. You talked about the record and how they matched up so far this season. Eight games, that's a lot of games. That's a lot of information to pull from. And I feel like this might be an opportunity to kind of zig and to zag. And 
I might be just playing games uh, where teams, maybe there's more of a desperation spot here. I feel like there's probably going to be more of a desperation spot for Vegas right now, not really coming in to this playoffs on a hot streak here, wanting to get themselves right. They've been very good on home ice right there in your hometown, Brady. So I haven't bet this game here. It is, it is a good price here. It was kind of tempted again. A lot of times I'm looking at NHL hockey, and I'd like to get involved with the dogs here. And sitting at the Minnesota Wild plus 135 and how well they've played against the Vegas Knights, that's kind of the way I'm leaning right now, but no bet as of yet. Yeah, we saw the dog get there with the Washington Capitals on Saturday. I agree with you. These are probably tighter matchups than uh, they look on the surface. I do have a futures ticket on the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Cup, so I'm not going to get involved in just one single individual game here. A little later this afternoon, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern, it is the battle for the Sunshine State as the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning visit the Florida Panthers. And Florida took this season series, James, five games to three, yet they are the underdog here on home ice in game one. Lightning a minus 120 favorite with a total of five and a half. Same numbers out here in Colorado, Brady. And thinking about the Lightning, going in short favorite on the road to Florida. Lost the last two games of the season in Florida, but really weren't interested. They kind of coasted the last three games the last week of the season. Didn't play a lot of their steady players. Then getting themselves prepared to get back out on the playoff ice and defend their Stanley Cup championship. Or it looks like they may get Stamkos and Kucherov back tonight into this series. So I think from that perspective, give them a boost. Uh, uh, and some energy coming into the playoffs. But just kind of curious here for the Lightning, it's not just that, you know, can they flip that playoff switch and turn up that intensity? I think the momentum will be there having in the inside, having both Stamkos and Kucherov if they get back on the ice tonight. But, you know, they're going to have to work their way back into not only, not only playing shape, but now playoff shape because we know the skates get a little faster and actually much faster come playoff time. So I'm, I'm going to wait back. I want to see how the Lightning get into this game because ultimately the Panthers, they come in with so much momentum, rolling, playing very well the last few weeks, winners of 10 of their last 12. Uh, and so I think this is a team playing at home, very excited for this opportunity here. As a, I mean, it's even money here, plus 100 in favor of the Panthers. Kind of leaning toward the Panthers here, just feeling like for the Lightning, I just don't think it's that easy just to flip the switch and now you're ready to start competing in the playoff level. Yeah, that as well, James, is the fact that it feels like all season long, Florida's kind of been disrespected as far as the two teams in Florida. They've kind of been always the underdog all season long. Uh, and maybe, in, you know, once again here, as the line would indicate, being a little bit disrespected again, we'll see if they uh, play with a chip on their shoulder in game one this afternoon. It is the final day of the regular season in the NBA. And, of course, playoff positioning still in play for many teams, James. Beginning at the top of the hour, we have the Charlotte Hornets in Washington to face the Wizards. These teams are both in the play-on round, and they are currently tied. Also, Indiana with an identical record at 33 and 38. And the winner here will get the Boston Celtics again in the play-on uh, play-in round. The loser will get Indiana. The Wizards are favored here, laying six points with a total of 227 and a half. 
Same numbers out here, Brady, and I'm checking the status right now. Really, the key for me is with Washington is Bradley Beal. We know that between when they coexist there in the backcourt with Beal and Westbrook, really difficult matchup for any team, especially you're talking about. In a sense, this feels like a playoff game to get into that eight seed as opposed to potentially fall into that 10 spot in the, in the play-in spots. But nothing as of yet. I'm still looking at a game-time decision, so I know we've got about an hour till tip-off. So something I'm going to keep in mind and keep involved with to hear with Brad. Bradley Beal, because thinking about how the Hornets have played, yet they lost yesterday in New York, back-to-back situations, not a far travel situation going from New York City down to Washington, D.C. here, but a lot to play for for Charlotte here. At, at going to that number eight seed, as well as thinking about how they've matched up this season, two games so far that they've played. Charlotte won both of those. I went back to see where was Beal. Beal was in the first game that they lost, but he did not play in the second game. So they've beat they they the Charlotte Hornets have beat Washington both with both their backcourt healthy and then without Beal with Westbrook out there. And so I kind of lean towards the dog here taking this number. It's starting to get juiced against me here if I take it. It's still sitting at six. Brady, but now it's uh, laying 15 cents to get that number. I'm going to wait to see what Beal's status, because what I don't want to do is jump on the Hornets here. I think that number could potentially move. Maybe you get a better number if, if Beal's in there, but I think if Beal does play, this may be just an in-game play, so something we'll be keeping an eye on here in about an hour. The Suns at the Spurs, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Phoenix, of course, hammered San Antonio on Saturday, and they'll need to do it again today here, James, to have a chance to get the top seed in the Western Conference. The Suns need a win and a Utah loss to move into the number one spot. They're a road favorite again today, laying nine and a half with a total of 225. What do you think? Same number here. And yeah, I think obviously the Suns have plenty to play for. They want that number one seed, but they don't control their own destiny. Like you said, they need help. They And Utah's going to know what their fate is. I suspect the Suns, yeah, the Spurs sat everybody yesterday too. And and we saw Popovich there as part of the uh, indulging with the his former, his former player with Tim Duncan. I think here, Brady, uh, I, want to almost try to find a way to that I want to back the Spurs. We know the Suns need the game, but I think partially, too, the Suns got to be thinking, you know, is it realistic to think that the Utah Jazz, knowing what the fate is going to be of this game, they're going to play Sacramento that's missing De'Aaron Fox and a number of other key players. Is it realistic for us to potentially get that number one seed? Yes, if we win this game. But I feel like the Spurs now with Coach Popovich, he knows he's got to get his players' mind right getting into this game. So definitely have to check the num- check the status of what it's going to look like for the Spurs rolling out, what lineup they're going to put out there on the floor. But kind of would lean towards Popovich knowing that his players need to get themselves into a playoff mindset. Doesn't mean that they need to win the game, but you're sitting here at nine and a half points. Pretty juicy number to take for a home dog with a Spurs team getting ready to sit in that 10th playoff spot coming up here this week. Maybe they start to play with a little more playoff urgency starting today against the Suns. Might lean towards the Spurs here, but not a place as of yet. Yeah, and they were embarrassed on Saturday, too. And, of course, I think it's built into the price that uh, this game is uh, markedly more important for Phoenix. I I would be kind of leaning your way as well, James, with the underdog. The Grizzlies at the Warriors, 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern, and both teams are currently tied at 38 and 33 on the year. The winner here will likely get the Lakers in the play-in round, possibly Portland. The loser will face the aforementioned San Antonio Spurs. Golden State is favored at home, and the money's been coming in on the Grizzlies, now down to 3.5 in favor of Golden State with a total of 228.5. 
Numbers still sitting here at four. Same total, but favored four for the Warriors. And I, I, I haven't played this game. I think what I might look to do here, because this is going to feel like a playoff game in a sense, and I want to see how these teams really execute. We know what we're going to see out of the Warriors. I don't want to get in front of Steph Curry right now. We know we, his range is as soon as he crosses half court. So difficult matchup <laughs> at any point in time you're guarding a player like Steph Curry, the championship pedigree that he brings, and the confidence not only that he plays with, but how that permeates through the rest of his, you know, with the rest of his teammates there. And they're going to feed off his confidence knowing that anytime they need a basket, they got the man in the league to get it done from anywhere on the court. So I think the number, I don't want to get involved with the number, but I might play with the total. And what I want to see is where is this game? This is going to be an in-game play for me, Brady, if I get involved at all. And what I want to see is where is this number at halftime? How is this game going? And how are we starting to see these possessions? Because if this game does tend to feel like it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to have to value the basketball more. And I know Memphis, they, they've got some good talent that likes to drive the ball to the rim. Good athletes. We talk about Jay Moran, uh, John Moran, I think as well as Brooks will be out there today. Uh, and they have some post presence does, does Memphis too. So they can play inside out. I want to see how tight this game is because I think this game might tend to start to slow down a little bit in the second half, start valuing more possessions and see if I can get involved with the total and look to play under just knowing that that's what we tend to see in NBA playoff basketball and this is what I want to see if this feels like it I suspect it will feel like a playoff game Brady and that's what we see in the second half we've been doing basketball games in the playoffs betting on these games a long time and we see how tight these games get in the second half I'll be looking to play the under depending on what that number looks like all right the Lakers at the Pelicans 6 p.m. Pacific 9 p.m. Eastern Los Angeles needs to win and hope that the Trailblazers lose that would move the Lakers into the sixth spot, thus avoiding the play-in round. They're laying a big number at New Orleans tonight, favored by 7.5 with a total of 223. Sitting here at eight, and the total is 222.5 currently, Brady. And I think with the Lakers, yeah, they, they have the potential. They need to win, and then they need help. They need the Nuggets to help them out. I just don't see that happening. The Nuggets, we, we talk about the Nuggets here. This, they're, this has really been a grind these last couple weeks for the Denver Nuggets. This will be their ninth game, seventh game on the road. So a lot of travel, not only to different road spots, but then traveling home and back on the road, traveling home and then back on the road again. So I think this is kind of a weary team. I think for Denver, really going to probably be sitting in that four seed, regardless of how the Clippers play tonight. I think they're going to, because they play Oklahoma City. I don't care if they, they, they might suit up Tyron Lue and they can still win that game against <laughs> OKC tonight. So I, I just feel like the Lakers, yeah, they need to win. They want to get themselves right here. But, you know, with the Pelicans not having any starters out there available for this evening's game, I, I'm kind of, it's interesting to see that that number's coming down where you're at here sitting here at eight, but seven and a half at your shop. I kind of tend to lean towards the Pelicans and maybe get involved in the second half here. We'll see how much they really actually put AD and LeBron out there come second half, knowing full well that most likely they're going to be in that seventh spot for that play in series. Yeah, that's a good, good point right there, James. The second half could, uh, you should be able to have some information on how they might attack that second half. And I think the Lakers, you know, like we were talking about earlier with the Suns, uh, it's built 
built into the number here that this team is supposed to win the game, and nobody's talking about New Orleans, so I'd probably be leaning on the dog, too. They want to finish out their season with a little bit of pride. Uh, the Lakers probably destined for the play-in round. We will see. It'll depend on your Denver Nuggets, James, and the Trailblazers, and you alluded to this one briefly there in your last comment. Uh, the Blazers have to win, and they're getting some money here, up to nine-and-a-half-point favorites, but I don't know how interested Denver is in this game. This might be a game where I laid it with the favorite. I agree. I'm right there with you, Brady. I think for Denver, like I just said, that they've these last two weeks have really been a grind of a season for them. So many road games, and now, really, it's whether they're the three or the four. And I, I suspect it's going to be the Clippers going into that three spot. I think they're because they're playing the Lakers too at the same time. I think they're going to know exactly where they stand at halftime. Blazers win this game. I potentially would lay that number. I don't usually lay big numbers like that in the NBA, but in this spot here, I probably would. And then. Lakers maybe go against them in the second half because they're going to know what that score is at halftime. All right, when we come back, we'll take a look at the leaderboard for the Byron Nelson. Also get into the baseball card for your Sunday. Just getting started here on the pregame show. Stick with us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. here on the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. James, I want to pick up the NBA conversation uh, for just a moment here real quick. Of course, we went through a lot of the very meaningful games on the schedule today. Doesn't it really feel like there's a lot of people at this window behind me and uh, out in the great state of Colorado that are going to be doing a money line parlay today on some of these teams that have to win, you know, the Lakers, the Trailblazers, the Suns. I got to believe that's going to be a very popular bet this afternoon. For sure, when you're talking about laying those big favorites and cutting off those big price points with these numbers, because there's so many big numbers out here, whether it's the Knicks laying 11 and a half. Talk, we already talked about that number and actually the number coming down. What about the Nets laying a 13? So it would make sense. I mean, so many of these teams now with where they need to just win the game, it's not about style points and covering big numbers. They could care less about that, even if it's first halves. And I think if you're going to get involved, and I think if I'm going to get involved anyhow, if I'm going to lay any of these prices or any of these big numbers when it comes to the point spread side, uh, ATS, I'll be looking more so at ha at the first half and getting involved with the first half. We saw that with the Suns yesterday, jumped all over. Now they they absolutely buried San Antonio, but did that with Utah on Friday night and uh, kind of came back yesterday with the Lakers. Lakers covered first half against Indy, but did not cover the game. So something to be thinking about. If you're going to get involved with these favorites, I get it. if you want to lay those, those big prices and pair them up together, or, or two or three team money line parlays, whatever it takes to at least get a, even money back on yours. I typically don't do that too often, but I will try to look at something in the first half and lay that price there. Might not be a bad day to take a shot with it today because I'm sure a lot of these favorites will win the game outright. There's always probably going to be one of them that loses, and uh, we got to try and figure out which one that will be today. Let's uh, get to the diamonds. We've got baseball starting in just about a half an hour from now, and it is the Yankees 
Yankees at the Orioles, 10.05 Pacific, 105 Eastern. It'll be Jordan Montgomery against Adam Plutko. Probably a bullpen effort for the Baltimore Orioles, who have now lost four in a row. The Yankees continue to roll and maintain just a two-game deficit behind Boston in the division. New York is favored here on the road. Pretty big number, James. Minus 165 with a total of nine. This is why we got to check our starting pitchers. Earlier today, this morning, when I started breaking this game down, I was anticipating John Means getting the start, and he's been terrific for the Orioles, and I was looking at taking a plus price with Means at home. He's pitched very well, has a no-hitter to his credit. He, I mean, he's been dominant. His whip is sitting there at 071. He's had a good start. It was early in the season at, at New York, but pitched very well and was able to avoid a lot of bats in that game and thought this would be a good spot here, even though Jordan Montgomery for the Yankees has pitched very well for them, especially as of late. And the two games he started against Baltimore, only two earned runs in those two starts with just one base on ball. So was looking at maybe looking at the first five under or getting involved and taking a position on the Orioles in that first five with means on the hill. But now with Plutko there, I just scratch it. So Case in point, if you're looking for betting games like I do, most of us are looking at the starting pitching. Make sure you know when you get in there that you're going with listed pitchers. Some books give that, and some books just put action out there. In this case, I'm glad I didn't get involved early and just do with the action because I would have been stuck without means on the hill. Yeah, tough to handicap these games when the pitchers announced late in the game like that. Here at the South Point, they are not doing listed pitchers yet anyway. Every baseball bet is currently action. Giants at the Pirates, Alex Wood. Wood versus Mitch Keller. Jacob Stallings hit a two-out, two-run home run on Saturday in the bottom of the ninth inning to beat the Giants 8-6. to six. The Giants' lead in the West is now down to just a half game over San Diego and one game over the Dodgers. They're a big favorite on the road again today, James. Minus 160 with a total of 7.5. I did get involved here, Brady. I have a position on the Giants. I did it first five, and I'm betting on Alex Wood here. I laid it's the first five. If you're laying the money lines, a dollar eighty-five. I'm not going to lay that. I laid a dollar ten, laying half a run here. So need the Giants to have the lead after five innings, obviously. But I'm banking on Alex Wood. He's been really the most consistent starter for the Giants this year. He's averaging six innings pitch per start in those six in those starts. He's only given up four hits and two earned runs in every start in any start. That's that's the max he's gone. So he's he really sets the tempo. He works fast. He doesn't allow hitters to get comfortable in the box. I like the tempo that he brings to that to, to to the mound for his team, and it keeps his defense engaged and keeps their defense involved. Anytime you got a pitcher that rooks tempo, so that's what I'm banking on here. I'm going to bet against Mitch Keller too. He averages four innings per start. We'll see if he gets through a full four today. Not that it's a stellar lineup for the Giants, but I like Alex Wood on the hill. Laid the half a run, first five at a dollar ten. Over at the Byron Nelson, K.H. Lee out to the lead at 24 under par. He's five under through eight holes on his round today. Three shots back is Seamus Power and Jordan Spieth all the way to five shots back as they go through the final round there in McKinney, Texas. We're coming back with some more baseball right here on the pregame show.
If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and the Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download the Beating the Book podcast with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the pregame show. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, continuing the Sunday card on the Diamonds. And, James, we pick up with the Phillies at the Blue Jays. This is 10.07 Pacific, 107 Eastern. Chase Anderson versus Robbie Ray. And Toronto got the win on Saturday. They've now put together seven wins in their last ten games, trailing Boston in the East by just two and a half games. That uh, American League East is getting pretty tight between the top four teams. And they're a heavy favorite over the Phillies today minus 190 and a big total two of 10 I like the spot for the Blue Jays today I'm not going to lay two dollars just not my style when it comes to laying big prices in Major League Baseball but do have a position here was looking at the pitching matchup for with Robbie Ray on the hill uh, this is going to be his seventh start for the Jays and he's starting to get his arms stretched out every game is starting to throw a few more pitches we know how Robbie Ray works he is going to challenge you. He lives up in the zone. He is going to challenge hitters with that high fastball and can be susceptible to getting the ball hit out of the yard on him at times. But these last four starts, he's got a minimum of six innings in each of those four starts, and his command has been stellar, which isn't always the case with Robbie Ray. So he's liking his new digs there in Toronto. Uh, he's gone 33 Ks and no walks in those four starts. So I like the momentum. I like where he's at, and I like the matchup here against the Phillies, a lineup that's really banged up. Both Riamuto and Harper went out of the game with various injuries yesterday. They will not be in the lineup. Gregorius has been out of the lineup for a bit, too. So shorthanded lineup for the Phillies going into, going into well, Toronto, but really Tampa, yeah. right? Going in and facing Robbie Ray here. Wanted to get involved in the first five, but ultimately I settled on Brady. I'm going to play the team total for the Phillies sitting at four and a half. Juice 20 cents. I bet the under four and a half runs minus tw- $1.20 for the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, very interesting. The Angels at the Red Sox, and this will be 10-10 Pacific, 1-10 Eastern. Jose Quintana versus Nathan Eovaldi. Los Angeles went down for the fourth straight time on Saturday, and they'll look to avoid being swept today at Fenway as minus, or excuse me, plus 130 underdogs, 9.5 is your total. As good as that lineup is, or at least as much money is in that lineup for the Angels, struggling right now uh, in this series against the Red Sox. Only scored three runs through those first two games. And yeah, like you said, trying to avoid the the sweep in Boston, but they're going to go out there with Jose Quintana on the mound. This has been, I lost against him last Sunday when he pitched against the Dodgers, but I've been fading him all season long. I've been fading him for quite a while, so I'm going to stick with that here in this spot. Quintana is just one of those guys that just drives me crazy watching games. Games. He's just an absolute nibbler, and it's it's. I don't mind player pitchers that go out there and they're trying to pitch, and they're not going to give in, and they don't have to throw center cut fastballs when you're behind. But he's always uh, working on the outside of the plate, never anything good to hit. And I think for Boston, their approach at the plate is they'll take the walk. They're not going to be overly aggressive against a pitcher like Quintana. I don't like the matchup for him having to go in there to Boston. Didn't want to lay the price there with Boston for the full game, but I did take them first five here first 
five with Ivaldi on the hill. Laid the half a run, so I didn't lay the juice here. It's the the half a run is sitting at a dollar fifteen. That's where I'm going with this matchup. Really betting against Quintana in those first five innings. Red Sox for me laying half a run at a dollar fifteen first five. You know, I was on the other side of that game last Sunday. I was on Quintana and the Angels and got past the Dodgers. I do lean towards his side today. I did not play this game though. A little bit of a lean to the Angels to avoid the sweep. I do kind of like the under in this game as well. Cubs and the Tigers. Kyle Hendricks versus Matt Boyd. And James, I don't know if you watched this, but what a game between these two on Saturday. Back and forth all the way until the very end where Detroit won at 9-8 to in the bottom of the 10th inning. The Cubs are a road favorite again today. Minus 140 with a total of 8. I did watch the first few innings until my bet on Urania went south because he went south yeah. when he got hit with the line drive off his legs. So that was unfortunate for for not only my bet but for Urania. He had been they had actually got to him in that first inning, was able to work out of a few jams. But yeah, fun game, exciting game. Now looking back here for this game, Kyle Hendricks is another one of those guys that kind of similar to Quintana works up, you know, works out on the outside of the plate, working on the black. A lot of off-speed pitches has. Pitched a little better of late, but he has been susceptible. The home run ball has Hendricks, but I just didn't know if the Tigers are a lineup that's going to be able to take advantage of it. Definitely hit the baseball yesterday, but Boyd's been terrific for the Tigers here, and I wanted to back Boyd. You know, he's just allowed one earned run with his ERA's under two. Been pitching really well for them, and really their best pitcher, uh, most consistent pitcher all season long. It's just, I, I, I Brady, I just don't have faith in that Tigers lineup to, to be consistent enough whether it's for first five or for a full game to really back them in this spot, even though I do like the pitching matchup in favor of the Tigers, I didn't put a play in. Yeah, Boyd is uh, really going to have to do some work today because you mentioned Urena going out of that game yesterday. The bullpen for the Tigers was pretty taxed. Uh, Boyd will have to do some yeoman's work today. I'm on the Cubs again. I was on the Cubs yesterday. Tough loss uh, after they led that game in the top of the 10th, only to lose it in the bottom of the 10th. But I went back to the well with Chicago today and a shorter price. I think I got them in the neighborhood of 130 or so, now up to minus 140 on the money line. The Mets and the Rays, Mark. Marcus Stroman versus Josh Fleming, likely another opener situation for Tampa Bay, who has won three straight, and they'll be looking for the sweep today at the Trop, James. Mets are still hanging on to a half-game lead in the NL East despite two straight losses. Stroman and company in a pick'em affair here. It looks about minus 105 either way on the money line and a low total of 7.5. Money out here is ticking up on the Mets. It was at a dollar ten. It's up to a dollar fifteen now in favor of New York. And, uh, and Stroman's pitched really well. He's averaging about six innings per start, so able to eat some innings for the Mets and, and really just playing, not giving up the home run ball. We know he can live up in the zone too. Uh, he's only given up three home runs and nine, just nine walks and forty innings so far this year. So doing relatively well with his command thus far and gets to face at least some of his former teammates in this case here going back to 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 Tampa Bay. Tampa's just one of those teams, Brady. I'm just I'm struggling with trying to figure out where this team is. We know that they're hitting their their approach at the plate is it, 
They are trying to launch the ball, get under that baseball and drive it, but it also has put them in a predicament where they lead the major leagues in strikeouts. They have some of these really big games like they exploded for runs yesterday, and then they have other half their games, 19 games so far this year, three runs or less. I'm staying away from this game. The Mets are tough to figure out, too. It seems like when they win, they, they get on a roll, and when they struggle, they really struggle. So we will see. No score in the hockey game between the Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Still in the first period. Just about, oh, wait, make that a goal. The Islanders are on the board. one nothing Isles, about 12 minutes to go in the first period. That'll be coming up in just a couple of days from now. VEASAN brings you the English Premier League BetCast for the Derby match between Chelsea and Leicester. 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 12.15 Pacific. Presented by BetRivers Sportsbook, VEASAN EPL BetCast is the best way to keep up with the soccer betting action live during the matches. Join Nigel Seeley and Harry Simu as they talk betting during the biggest match of the week. If you're new to in-play soccer betting, they'll show you the ropes and the smart plays of the day. Visit VEASAN.com slash EPL. PL to tune in at 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time this coming Tuesday afternoon. That's V-S-I-N slash E-P-L. Welcome back to the pregame show. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And right when we went to break there, James, I was uh, just about to report that there was no score in the hockey game. And Kyle Palmieri lights the lamp for the New York Islanders. They now have a one nothing lead in game one against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They went off as about plus 110 or plus 115 underdogs in this matchup. Up. Now just under the 10-minute mark in the first period there in Pittsburgh. Back to the baseball, my friend. At 11.10 a.m. Pacific, 2.10 Eastern, it'll be the Braves and the Brewers, and it'll be Waskar Yanoa versus Freddy uh, Peralta. Braves got a relatively easy win on Saturday, and they've now won two in a row, just two games back in the NL East. Milwaukee has lost three straight and they'll look to avoid being swept at home today. They will do so as uh, small favorites here. Minus 130 on the money line with a low total of seven. They're banking on Peralta here is what they need. They need a they need a good outing out of Peralta, and they got it a week. You know, the, his last start, he went seven innings, one hit ball, and totally shut down the Cardinals with eight Ks. So he's he's been. Pretty consistent for the most part this year. I like the Brewers coming into the season with their starting pitching as well as the back end of that bullpen. They can get these pitchers, which typically they can, six, seven innings, and then get to that backside of that bullpen to close these games out. It's just been a struggle for Milwaukee to to get runs across and string runs together. So here I was looking at the first first five, but it's sitting at three and a half, Brady. Way too low for me to get involved here, even though the juice is on my side. So no play for me. It was looking at the total, but three and a half. Is too low for a first five total for me. We've got a tie hockey game now, James. And uh, you and I were talking about the total in this game uh, just earlier in the program. It was five, heavily juiced to the over, and already two goals on the board. So your first period over hits. And now we've got about eight and a half minutes left in the first period. They are all knotted at one apiece between the Penguins 
and the Islanders. The Royals are at the White Sox in Chicago. Brady Singer versus Dylan Cease, and Kansas City got a much-needed win on Saturday as an underdog, and they'll look to take three out of four in the series with a win today. Underdogs once again, James. Chicago a minus-155 favorite on the money line with a total of eight and a half. I think with Dylan Cease, that's really the key here. Is he, he started off slowly, and I think these younger pitchers, they were going to stretch his arm out. That's exactly what's happened since his last three starts. They've been allowing a longer pitch count for Dylan Cease, been much better with his command, his control, and really just really dominating when it comes to some strike. He really pitches up in the zone and isn't afraid to throw, some, uh, throw that heater by you, and he's been very successful these last few starts. He's got a total of 27 strikeouts his last three starts, and when is and has gone uh, at least eight, he's gone 18 innings in those starts. So he's starting to eat some innings for the White Sox here. I kind of was leaning in this position back with the White Sox to 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 bounce back at home against this Royals team. That yeah, they've really started off strong in April, but it's been a struggle these to get through this month of May so far. And yeah, they've been able to squeeze out a couple 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 wins here, but I think this is going to be a tough spot here with with. Going back to Chicago, I like Chicago in the spot, but it was too big a price for me to lay, ultimately, Brady, so I just laid, I stayed away. Yeah, I didn't play it either. I do lean a little bit with the Royals. Maybe they're getting on a little bit of a roll here like they were to begin the season. The Athletics are in Minnesota to take on the Twins. Chris Bassett versus Kenta Maeda, and Minnesota scored four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning to come back and beat Oakland 5-4 to four on Saturday. It'll be the rubber match here today, and the Twins are a very slight favorite. Money kind of going both ways on this one. Seemed like it started out coming in on Minnesota early this morning, now back towards the A's. Right now, the consensus number about minus 112 in favor of Minnesota with a total of 8.5, James. Brady, it's games like that that just convinced me to stay away from these full games, <laughs> playing full nine-inning games. When you start digging into the bullpens, and not that the the A's have a bad bullpen, but we just see this time and time again in Major League Baseball. Great start yesterday, and then the the bullpen can't come out and hold it. Irvin was tremendous against the Twins yesterday. Got in a little trouble in the first inning and really settled down and was absolutely dominant. Was was getting one two pitches per batter. Uh, his pitch count was really low. So great start at Irvin. Irvin, but the bullpen couldn't hold it. Looking here, I was looking at getting involved. I haven't bet this game here. I was looking at getting involved with the Athletics going first five here with Bassett. Astley, Bassett's been, he's been a guy I've been kind of typically in the past faded against here, but he's been pitching very well so far this season. He's averaging six innings per start and and he's gone seven in his past two and faced the, the, the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. So some good lineups that he's really been shutting down, just limited them to four earned runs with 17 Ks and no walks. So all over his command. He's dialed in right now on that dish or on the, on the rubber against the Dish. And I think the other side is really where the struggle is with Kenta Maeda. He has not that all as well as he pitched last year. That did not carry over to 2021. So he is still trying to find that success from last season. And he's not the, the biggest problem is he's been allowing the home run ball. Ball's been flat staying up. That that breaking ball is not biting as sharply as it did last year. He's already given up eight home runs in just 33 innings. So I think here he's already faced the A's once. They popped him for three home runs in Oakland a few weeks back. So looking at this first inning line, it is right now it's sitting at a dollar five in favor of the A's. I think that's the way that I'm leaning right now. I'm going to stay away from nine innings and probably just play the A's in the first five betting against Kentamere again.
Yeah, Chris Bassett got me last time I went against him, but I'm going to try it again today. I was on the Twins on Saturday, and boy, was I happy when I looked up and I saw that they won that game. I thought I was dead there, down 4-1. to one. They come back and win it in the bottom of the eighth inning. I'll try the Twins again today at a short price. The Rangers at the Astros. Kyle Gibson versus Lance McCullers, and Texas has lost five in a row. Houston has won five straight, and they'll try and pull off the sweep of their in-state rival today. Houston, a Big favorite once again at home, minus 180, seven and a half is your total. Big number, and and it's up to 190 out Woo. here, Brady. So money's still coming in on the Astros. And I, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to get in front of this Astros team with a Rangers lineup that just struggle. It's, it, you know, it's, they do have some pop in the lineup. It's kind of interesting to see. They have driven the ball out of the ballpark, but stringing runs together consistently and uh, against a pitcher like McCullers at home. Wasn't really sure if I wanted to get involved and take the dog in this spot, and though it's a kind of a juicy price here, but lay, I'm not going to lay it with the favorite either so I just moved on from this game yeah I don't have anything here either the Rangers they worked so hard to get back to 500 and it's like they ran out of gas they've now lost five in a row your Rockies James they're looking to take three out of four in this series with Cincinnati they will go to first pitch at 12 10 Pacific 3 10 p.m. Eastern Jeff Hoffman versus Antonio Senzatella and it took 12 innings to decide this one on Saturday Cincinnati evidently or eventually prevailed six to five this is a Pick'em game, really, uh, James, pretty much across the board here in Las Vegas. I'm seeing about minus 105 either way. Pretty high total, of course, Coors Field at 11 and a half ticking down out here now some they got to always pay a little bit more for the home team here in Denver so with the Rockies they are sitting right now currently at a dollar 15 but the total has dropped down to 11 was thinking about getting involved with this game maybe the first five you talked about Hoffman coming back to Colorado he did not pitch well at Coors Field really just never adjusted to to the the vastness of the outfield and his breaking ball just not having that bite so he has a career 758 7.58 ERA at Coors Field in 40 appearances, 22 of those being starts. Not sure how long he's going to last in this game. And Senzatella is not one that I like to back, whether it's at on the road or at home. But we've seen how the Rockies can hit the baseball. It's night and day for these guys when they're on the road. Can't put any hits together. But when they come back to Coors Field, come up to the plate with a lot of confidence. It's a new lineup from years past, but they play with a lot of confidence at home. I'm staying away from this game, though, Brady, because it's when I start looking at pitchers I'm gonna if I'm looking at betting the over I want to keep these two pitchers although we're not nothing to to write home about for either of these two bullpens with these teams but we may get some pretty severe thunderstorms coming in at some point maybe in the middle of this game maybe after that first round maybe after about an hour so third or fourth inning we may get some significant weather coming in that might put a a pause on this game and anytime that's susceptible that we might be susceptible to a rain delay and I want those starters out on the out on the field in this case because I want them out in the field to get tagged. Uh, I don't want to lose those guys out there, so I'm probably just going to stay away from this game based on the weather reports. Yeah, that's something you have to take a look at. I am on the Rockies, so I hope everything goes well. Hopefully the only thunder is from uh, the Colorado Bats, James. Uh, the Nationals and the Diamondbacks, this is 110 Pacific, 410 Eastern. Eric Fetty taking on Luke Weaver, and both of these teams have really been struggling, both losing seven out of their last ten. Arizona got the win on Saturday, a 11 to 4. That sets up the rubber match today in the other desert, and it's pretty much a pick 'em affair out here across the board. Minus 105 either way, 9 for your total. 
would kind of lean here with the D-backs. It's, Eric Fetty's just one that he's not, to me, It's he's five innings at best. It's just, he, he is at, 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 at best an average major league starter in this league. And I, I, I don't really know where to go with this. I was thinking about taking the Diamondbacks, but that lineup is so beat up. They've had a number of injuries for most of the season, as have the Nationals going through the COVID spell that they did. So with these two teams here, I'd kind of lean towards the, the D-backs at home. Uh, but ultimately, as as really, it's it's a dollar five right now, and f- uh, it's even money across the board out here in Colorado with this number. Maybe lean towards the Diamondbacks, but I don't think I'm going to play this game. I did play the D-backs. What about Sunday night baseball, James? Every one of these games, except for last week, has gone over the total. It'll be San Diego hosting St. Louis. Anything for this one on you? Maybe so. Let's just stay with that trend. I'm not much of a trends better, but especially with the pan that we see in San Diego, maybe that's the spot to go to and go ahead and fire San Diego. Or the cards got into their pen early last night, too. I'm with it. Let's bet the over. All right. Very good. Good being with you again, James. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Next up, James will stick around for betting across America. I'll be back this afternoon for the Green Zone. Stick with us right here at VEASAN, the sports betting network. <laughs> 